All right, I think we were due for an episode like this here on Off Trail with Luke and Chandler. I'm Luke. I'm Chandler. And this is Off Trail. So what I mean by that is, uh, you know, I'm someone who enjoys reading and philosophy. And this book I have in front of me here has been a big part of my life. And I think there's some lessons that we can talk about that are good just to talk about for life. But also some of the stuff we do with photography and bushwhackers, all this stuff. Mm. Um, and I think it's just going to be a good conversation. I was kind of in the right headspace now. So we're going we're gonna to roll with it and see what kind of reception we get from you folks at home. And if you are watching or listening at home, be sure to subscribe to your YouTube channel and give this video a like. Comment if you've got something to say. But it really helps us out if you can do these things for us, especially subscribe because it helps us know that we're on the right track. You guys like what you're seeing. Um, helps us grow and if you prefer audio only content we're on all major podcasting platforms as well so if you would only like to hear us and not have to see our faces you have that option and if you find us there we would appreciate a five star review because again that helps us out more than anything else you could do you know and hey maybe an episode like this you got some good lessons share it with a friend you know some do good it. things there so i dare you yeah i mean i don't know why i dare someone to do it but just do it because you want to you know <laughs> But yeah, so this episode I have in front of me um, one of my copies of Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. What do you mean one of your copies? Uh, well, so I've read this book like eight or nine times. Mm -hmm. And I lent you mm -hmm. the copy that I had at the time because I've given this book out, I don't know, many times. Mm -hmm. And I realized, well, if I'm going to do a show like this at some point, uh, I'm going to need another copy. So I just ordered three extra copies to have them. So... Nice. So here's one of them. And, uh, you know, I technically haven't read through this one, but I uh, found some quotes that we're going to go through today. And again, they are good quotes that I really like. I've kind of tried to live by and ascribe to. And I think there's a lot of good things we can pull out of them, not just for how we live our lives, but how we approach our work, social media, all these different things. Mm -hmm. and, and so it'll be good to go through this, I think, and just have a good discussion because that's what philosophy is all about is discussing things like this ideas that mm -hmm. are important and mm -hmm. can maybe help you understand the world in a in a better way yeah and improve your life so yeah i'm excited i mean as i've known you for way too long it's been way, way too long. long and you've always been somebody who's very much a a man of principle somebody who lives very strictly to their principles I, i've made the joke to you before that you kind of remind me of like ron swanson you know from yeah, the Parks and Rec mm -hmm. show, for sure. and you know, it's the mustache. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, no, it's more than just the mustache. You know, like if you've ever watched that show, you know that that character has all of these you know values and principles that he lives by, and he's very strict in the way that he lives by them. And you're like that in a lot of ways, and it's very commendable. So I'm very excited to get into this uh, book that is the foundation of that. Uh, you know, those principles. Yeah, and and I appreciate that. Um, for those. Listening at home, if you don't know what this book is, this book is written by Marcus Aurelius, who is considered the last good emperor of Rome before the downfall of the entire emperor. He gave the empire over to his son afterwards, who I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but uh, was but, it Luke? No, it was not. <laughs> thankfully, uh, but fun fact: it was actually the emperor who was in the movie Gladiator. So that's oh. kind of cool. Um, but uh, Marcus Aurelius was the emperor of Rome back in, I think, the 5th century AD. So a long, long time ago. He's been dead for a while. But this book is kind of like his journal, his diary of things he was thinking about when he was ruling the largest empire in the world. And what I think has always been really fascinating about this book is this is a collection of his thoughts from daily life mm -hmm. when he is quite literally the most powerful man in the world at the time. And that's just something you don't really ever have insight into, how someone like that thinks. Mm -hmm. And the fact that he wrote all this stuff down and has even stood the test of time because there's so many good things in this that can apply to life today, I think is just remarkable. Mm -hmm. And again, I've read this like eight or nine times. It's the book I've read the most. And it's because it's small, it's easy to read, so I can quickly go through things. But And I've even transcribed the entire thing basically onto my phone. But... Um, yeah, it's just a great book. And to some degree, I would kind of joke that it's like my Bible. 
mm-hmm. when you said like, you know, a lot of principles and stuff that I try to live by, a lot of it has come through this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're going to talk about three quotes today and maybe you'll, hopefully I, you'll see some of that of, you know, in my behavior and in my actions and stuff that come from these things. But, you know, maybe I'm not good enough yet. Maybe I need to keep getting better. Marcus really would not be proud of me. Nope. But so let's get into this here. So I have three quotes and the first one I'd like to get into uh, is going to revolve a little bit around relationships, which is a big part of what we do with bushwhackers. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's also about trying to figure out how to better yourself and, and, and point out the the good things in other people and to try and become more like them. Mm -hmm. So this quote comes from book six, this, for those who don't know, this book, this Meditations is kind of split up into 12 different books. Um, I don't know if there's any significance on timeline or what, how, how these were grouped, but um, this comes from book six. And uh, where is it? Here it is. And it is entry 48 from book six. It says, when you need encouragement, think of the qualities the people around you have. This one's energy, that one's modesty, another's generosity, and so on. Nothing is as encouraging as when virtues are visibly embodied in the people around us, when we're practically showered with them. And the reason I picked this one out is because I think there is, there's a lot of examples with the people that we do stuff with, whether it is um, in person or through solely through social media, but some of the connections we've made that when I think of this quote, I, I think of some of these people. Mm-hmm. And the first one that comes to mind when I read this is our buddy Road Dog. Yeah. yeah. When I, when I think of the people that we have surrounded ourselves with that are in our circles that to me display the virtues, goodness, and and good qualities that I would like to see in people that I wish to try to become more like myself. Mm -hmm. Road Dog is the first one that comes to mind. And it's, for some reason, somehow, I don't know exactly why, but the first thing that comes to mind to me is that he is just one of the most genuinely kind and humble people that we've I've ever been around. Yeah, he, He's a blast to hang out with. He's so fun and energetic and almost to the description of the exact quote. Like, his smile is infectious, and he's just someone that I want to be around. And when I think about who he is and, and the impact that his presence has on me— I hope that my presence can have that same impact on other people. Mm-hmm. And again, I can't be the judge. That, that's up to other people. Yeah. But Road Dog has always been someone that I see and I'm like, man, I wish I could be more like you. I, I hope I can be like you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, in my daily actions with other people, because to me, he just embodies a lot of really good qualities that, you know, most people should ascribe, should try to become more like. Yeah. Yeah. I totally see that. I mean, you have spent more time with Road Dog than I have, um, but I've spent enough time with him to know that you know to to see exactly what you're saying. I mean, he's a he's a good dude. So, um, another one that I think another guy that we you know like to hang out with a lot, um, at least to me, is, is Jackson. Yeah, um, Jackson's another guy that I, I I really look up to. I look up to the way that he approaches his life and stuff. He's a very very smart guy. Um, he likes his book. Yeah, he does. Yeah. He's all about this, you know, this, you know, the philosophy and whatnot. Um, I think that's part of what makes talking to him so fun um, is because he's so willing and eager to have these kind of deeper conversations. You know, Um, when we went up to the Sawtooths in Idaho um, last year, um, him and I had a we hiked. We we did a little background. We did a, a six mile hike up to a lake, camped out that night, and then we walked back that morning. Um, and him and I were working, I was working on a little bit of a a project for YouTube and he hung around with me and we just like chatted while we were working on stuff. And then we walked back together. It was like six miles, just him and I chatting the whole way back. It was a great conversation. Um, a lot of really, really good stuff. He's a, he's a smart guy and he's, he's a good, he's a good guy. Um, so yeah. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I mean, we, and to be fair, we say, I, I, I won't speak for you guys, but I say this about so many people. They're just great people. Oh yeah, they they really are, and there's two people to name here, and we're just trying to give a few examples. The first ones that come to mind, but Jackson's another one of these guys too. Yeah, 
especially when I think about the outdoors and stuff and his passion for that. It's like, I would like to be more like that yeah. as well. Yeah. You know? yeah. Another guy that comes to mind, and this really strikes at the humility side of things, is Joe. Jordan Milky. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, this guy, one of the, my favorite photographers out mm-hmm. there, he's incredible. Yeah. But every time you say he's got a great photo, he's like, oh, no, it's, it's really not that good. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, it's okay to know your photos, like, at least decent. Yeah. But he's like, no, it's really, it's nothing. And I'm like, no, it's yeah. not nothing. He's one of the, he, he is one of the most underrated photographers I've ever seen. But it's funny because he's, he's not underrated by other people. No. He's underrated by himself. Like, yeah. he underrates himself. And, and again, it's one of these, is these character traits, these qualities in people that with him, it, you, there's no way just to, to look around it. like you notice that about him mm-hmm. and it, it's not only just like within his work but just in the way he you know interacts with us too because every time I've been out he's always like dude thank you so much for inviting me to this like it means a lot and I'm like dude we we're just like hanging out like yeah. it's not like it's some <laughs> massive deal mm-hmm. but like to him it is and I appreciate about him that he he lets you know mm-hmm. that it's it means something to him and Again, it's one of those things, like, I look around and see people like these three guys, and again, many others, that it's inspiring. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I, if I were to ever be in a bad mood, things are going bad, whatever, it's like, I know I can look around and see good people around me. Mm-hmm. And there is something about that when you can see that that presence around you that can help motivate you, inspire you to get back on the horse and keep riding. Yeah. You know, and, and you know, if, if you are trying this exercise and and you are having a hard time finding people like that in your life, you know, that might say something about the people that you're surrounding yourself with. Yeah. You know, we are blessed beyond belief to have the community we have, Mm -hmm. the friends that we have here. And if you don't feel like you have the same thing, if you can't find one person in your tight circles maybe you got to try to find some new friends, yeah. some new people to surround yourself with. Because this is the same kind of idea that you are the average of the five closest people that you spend time with. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, the three of us spend a lot of time together and I'd like to say we're all better for that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. but if, if you can't find people in your life that you look at and you're like, this guy, this woman is amazing for this reason and I, I wish I could be more like that. You got to find some better role models, some better influences on you, mm-hmm. you know, and it's an important thing because that's what's going to take you where you want to be in life. We wouldn't be here doing this podcast if it weren't for the three of us. Yeah. No, it wouldn't. I yeah. mean, maybe just you and me because we had a Beatles later. But <laughs> I will tell you too, and not to get too personal with this, but like, this is why you're on the show, Beatles, because you're a great dude. Yeah. And we we appreciate you for who you are, you know, and same, same reason we brought Sid in mm-hmm. to help us with social media. Like... We've been very intentional about the people we brought in to work with us at Bushwhackers. And a large part of it has to do with the kind of people they are. Mm -hmm. You know, there's an idea that, you know, you can teach people to do whatever job you want. You know, we can teach Beatles to do producer job, though he he struggled from time to time still. I do, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't figure out how to open up the battery compartment on my camera earlier. Beatles. Well... Yeah, <laughs> but uh, he doesn't know how to work with superior Canon equipment. Right. He's so. a Sony guy. Yeah. So. but you know, there's something to be said for trying to. I won't say hire because we've hired Beatles. We're not paying you yet, hopefully, but for hiring people based on character, and especially if you know they can do the job, like that. That's how you build a culture. That's how you build a team, a family mm-hmm. that is going to take you places in life. We would not be where we're at if it weren't for people like Beatles mm-hmm. or Sid or Will. There's a ton of people you can mention. You know, I put name it up there as well, even though he hasn't been too involved with stuff we do, but he's someone I look at. Yeah. And I say, I wish I could be a little bit more like him. Yeah. You know, he's a very, very good thinker. Like he, he knows what's important to him. Me and him kind of synergize a lot on some of this stuff as well. He likes this book too. Yeah. But it's important to have these kinds of people in your life because they can help you get you through. Low times, mm-hmm. you know? I mean, I haven't had any of those times when I've been with you guys here in Utah yet, but like I knew, I know that if something like that ever came up, it's like, I can count on you guys because you're good people. Yeah. And you just have to surround yourself with people like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I can agree more. 
Yeah, it's important. But I think the other aspect of it too is it's not just about life, but it's about your work, your craft. You know, we are photographers as well. Mm -hmm. And you can also do the same exercise, but looking for inspiration with your craft. Mm -hmm. You know, I look around in photography and I see a lot of people. I see your work and I'm like, I wish I could be a better photographer because that's Did you just amazing. compliment me? I think he was kidding. Yeah. I mean, there's some jokes wow. wrapped up in this, but <laughs> but take a guy like Brad. Yeah. Brad, Brad Couture. Like, he's a good friend and an incredible photographer. Mm -hmm. And I see his work. I'm like, man, I wish I could do that. Yeah. Wyatt Schaefer, who I got to meet in New York recently. That was awesome. Mm -hmm. Wyatt, you're the man. But like, his work is incredible. Yeah. And every time I see stuff like that or from a handful of other people, it's like, even though I'm trying to shy away from photography a little bit, that stuff, those people make me want to keep going. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how you should approach things. Yeah. It's kind of the, the you know, the, the, the old idea of always make sure you're not the smartest person in the room, you know? Absolutely. Always try to be the dumb, the dumbest person. That doesn't mean you're dumb, but I mean, if you want it to. It might mean that. It, it could mean that. Yeah. But like, you know, if you want to find any kind of improvement in yourself, surround yourself with smart people, people who are better than, at, than, at something than you are. Yeah. Because these people who display the good qualities, again, whether this is in life, you got people like Road Dog in your life, or if it's with your work, if you, if you see people, if you know people like Brad or Wyatt, these people are who you're going to look up to and try to become more like. They're your models. Mm -hmm. They're how you're going to judge yourself on how you're behaving, how you're growing, all this stuff. And that's a great thing to have because without that, you're kind of lost. You don't have a guide. Yeah. And you need some kind of guide to get you to where you want to be. Yeah. Again, we none of this would have been possible that we what we do with Bushwhackers without people like that. Yeah. And, you know, we're happy enough to admit that. This is not something that we did ourselves. Mm -hmm. There's the influences of many other people that have come into this that have motivated us, inspired us to keep doing what we're doing. Mm -hmm. Why do you think we're doing this podcast for almost two years now? Yeah. Whatever it's been, it's because we have other people we want to try to do stuff for. Yeah. And you know, hopefully make them proud of some sort. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. So. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. And I think the last thing to take away from this is like, you know, we can look around and find these other people out there. And maybe it's another good exercise too. If you look around, you don't see anyone else in your life that, you know, you can recognize good qualities in. How about you go be that person? You know, because I look at, you know, especially the way I approach things with bushwhackers, but I know you guys probably do as well. I know that I can be a good influence on other people if I can act in good ways, if I can be virtuous, if I can stick to my principles and, and live a good life and be a role model for other people. And I hope I am, mm -hmm. you know, because there is an aspect of that that is truly and, and genuinely inspirational and motivational compared to what you see on social media. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people, they'll put stuff on social media, they'll get a clip of them walking out in some awesome landscape or something, they'll put some... Uh, a little audio clip of some actor or whatever saying a line from a movie that admittedly is like an inspirational, well-written line. Mm -hmm. But it's like, who does that actually inspire? Yeah. Because I'll tell you right now, I am much more inspired by the people in my life, what they do, than anything like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I have a lot of thoughts on this subject in particular. I and mean, we can honestly do like a whole episode on this just in general. But I, I see a lot of people specifically on on instagram and, and you know somewhat on, on youtube as well but like their whole approach to what they're doing is i want to inspire people and it's like well who are you to say that you have the ability to inspire somebody you know like you can go out there and you could strive to like i'm gonna inspire people to explore the world and it's like okay what what does that mean you know like i it's it's almost egotistical you know to to say that um, yeah, it absolutely is. It, yeah. And it, it's, I, I, I hate it. I, I really don't like when people do that, you know, it kind of bothers me because it's like, you can't deem yourself inspirational to people. People have to find inspiration in you. Right. Well, and inspiration comes from seeing something that makes you want to be more like that Yeah. in a way. And, you know, traveling is kind of one of these things like people just love it because of what it is. Yeah. But there's more to it than just that. You know, you see a good quality in someone else and it's like, you can't help but feel like 
I could be more like that. Yeah. If only I tried harder. And that is where true inspiration, motivation comes from. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a great example, I think, is Jocko Willink. Yeah. We've talked about a couple of times last episode as well. But man, when I hear him talking about discipline and how you got to get up in the morning and get after it, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, he's right. Yeah. You know, and it's it's because you see what he does, the way he talks, he lives that life and you're like, I could be more like him. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to be like him because he's a stud. Yeah. But like, I could be more like him. And it's not about announcing any of that to the world. Yeah, yeah. That's the biggest thing. It's not about trying to put yourself out there as some big public figure who's inspirational and can get you guys to do all these things. Like, my goal is to inspire you. It's like, what are you doing for yourself? Are you actually doing what you need to be doing as a human Mm -hmm. and becoming a good person? Are you ascribing to some kind of personal philosophy that you can really live by? Mm -hmm. And that is what's truly going to motivate people. Because again... These people that mean more to me, that motivate me more, you guys probably have never heard of. Yeah, yeah. And and that's honestly the best place to get motivation from. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing too is it's like I, I don't think I've ever heard – when I'm looking at people that I've found motivational and inspirational through my life, I don't think I've ever heard them say out loud, my goal is to – I am here to inspire you. I am here to motivate you. And so like when I hear people do that – you know, like I am on Instagram to inspire you to travel the world. And it's like, no, shut up. I don't want to see any of your stuff anymore. You know, like I don't, I don't care about you and you're annoying and you're all, you're suddenly not, you're like anti-inspirational. You make me want to not travel, you know, like when, when people do stuff like that. So it's guys like Jocko, you know, where they, they just have really cool experiences and they have all this stuff and knowledge to build off of. And, you know, they have a really great message. Those are the people it, you know, and it comes across authentic. That's the other thing too, is it's like with a guy like Jocko, it's very, yeah. you can feel that it's authentic. Yeah. And I think, I think the best example to kind of wrap this up, because this will apply not only to life, but also with the photography work and how you approach your craft to bring up is, is Taylor Dalton. I mean, yeah. he's an incredible photographer, but he's also a tremendous human being. Yeah. You know, I haven't got to hang out with him a ton, but I've hung out with him enough and I've heard stories from you and everything about him. He's just, he's a wonderful person. And on all aspects of life, the craft, everything, it's, he's someone I'm like, I, he makes me want to keep doing all this stuff. Yeah. Whatever it is that I'm going to be involved with, I want to do it because I see someone like him doing it and succeeding. And it's like, man, I can do that. Yeah. And, and it's people like him that are going to inspire people more than, Again, this random influencer on social media. Yeah. But that's because he's living that life. Yeah. He's not trying to fake it. He's not trying to be over-intentional about inspiring or motivating people. Mm-hmm. He's just doing it. Yeah. And that's what matters most is actually being the person who's doing things as opposed to being the person who just says everything. Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's the actions speak louder than words, you know? And yeah, Taylor Dalton's a great example of that. I mean, so many of my favorite memories of hanging out with Taylor Dalton have been you know, like hanging out at backdoor burger or something like, you know, like not even out shooting or anything. Like it's just, just hanging out around the times that like, that we have gone out and shot. Like, you know, I, Taylor and I spent one night up shooting Milky Way photos and him and I just by ourselves were up on top of this little, I don't know. It's, it's not really, it's like a small hill. I don't really know, but it's down in Southern Utah and we're just, sitting in our sleeping bags with our cameras going underneath the stars one night and just hanging out, you know? And that was such a great, it wasn't it, the photos like didn't even matter photos that I got sucked and like, yeah, he got something cool, something better than I did, but that it doesn't even matter. I don't even remember the photos. I just remember the experience of hanging out with Taylor at, you know, on the top of that hill at night. So yeah. Yeah. Find people like Taylor. Yeah. Like road dog, like Jackson, Joe milk, like all these guys find them whoever they're going to be in your life and look to them yeah. as examples of what you could be if you try to be more like them. Yeah. There's people like that everywhere. You just got to find them. Absolutely. Beatles, anything you'd like to add real quick before we move on? Nope. Okay. Nope. You're a good dude, Beatles. Thank you. Don't forget that. Yep. You just got to be a better producer sometimes. Yeah. That's all right. That's all right. It's my first producing gig, so yeah. we're always learning. Getting. That's why you're not paying anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the old intern. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to move on to the next quote. Um, 
And this, again, comes from Meditations by Marcus Aurelius. This one is from Book 2. So it's much earlier in the book. Um, and this one, we're going to go along a different line. It says, Remember how long you've been putting this off. How many extensions the gods gave you and you didn't use them. At some point you have to recognize what world it is you belong to, what power rules it, and from what source you spring, that there is a limit to the time assigned you, and if you don't use it to, your, to free yourself, it will be gone and will never return. And I know we talked a little bit, we briefly touched on this idea in the last episode, and that's why I said we're going to touch on this one. Yeah. And, you know, there's definitely an existential component to this one, you know, because I think you mentioned it last episode, you know, you're lucky if you get 70, 80 years on this planet. Mm-hmm. And people like us, we're in our mid-20s, upper, late 20s. Late 20s, yeah. You know, if you're listening to this, who knows how old you are. But we all, you know, in our circles are approaching the halfway point. Yeah. You know, we're around the third point, if you will, maybe a little bit more specifically. Yeah. If you look at averages and stuff, but... It's all three of us are... We'll be 30 within a year. Yeah. For the most part. So 39 months, eight months. Exactly, yeah. But... But we're all approaching this point where if you look at everything you've done in your life up to this point, you basically do it all over again once or maybe twice. That's all you got. Yeah. I'll tell you right now, too, because you're getting older, you're not doing these same things. I'm not going to go hike Reflection Canyon a lot more. When you're- I'll force Lake Blanche, but Reflection Canyon, like stuff like that. That's why you do it when you're young. Yeah. You don't wait until you're older to start living your life. Hey, but there, there are guys who do that when they're there are, they're and I hope, 60s. and they're good role models. I hope yeah. they're inspirational. Yeah, I hope to be like. That. I hope, I hope I can be that guy who's. It's funny. I always wanted to be the guy who's like seventy five and running a marathon. I always thought that that would be so cool to be that dude. It, I mean, it would be. Yeah. Did I tell you about the guy who was in like his mid sixties, and I was dying up Grandeur Peak. He was running his way down. He was like, you're almost there. I was like, thanks. You're doing a lot better than me. And he's like, this is number five. <laughs> that was his fifth time doing Grandeur Peak that day. Role model. Yeah, seriously. Talk about inspiration. That's the kind of thing you see and like, I need to be better. Yeah. I can do yeah. a lot better with that's, my life. That's that old man strength. Yeah. And hopefully yeah. we'll get some of that soon. He's like, every Cinco de Mayo, I do Grandeur Peak five times. I'm like, dude. Kudos. Good that's for you. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, we're getting older. Yeah. We don't, we're running out of time. Every, another popular idea from the philosophy of stoicism is that ever since the day you are born, you are dying. Yeah. You're running yeah. out of time. Yeah. And it's like, what are you going to do with that? You know, there's a lot of other things that I'd like to do with that center around this outdoors life. But there's other things I'd like to do just with life in general, places mm-hmm. I'd like to see, things I'd like to go do. And it's, you're, you're running out of time to realistically go do all that stuff because yeah. inevitably other things are going to come up are going to come up and get in the way of all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so you can say, oh, I'll wait one day to go do that. But one day may never come. Exactly. One day may never come. And you better take advantage of what you have now. You know, like there's another thing in here that in that quote that uh, Marcus Aurelius gave us said, like, you've been taking all these extensions from from the gods and what have you done with them you know, how much time have we wasted just sitting around and procrastinating and not getting the things done that we need to like one of the things i want to talk about this idea was the obligations and the responsibilities the duties that we have in our life because that's something i think we do not talk about as a society yeah. enough anymore no yeah is is the realistically the social duties that we have in our lives mm-hmm. and the one example I want to bring up in this context, because I have a little note on my phone that said unfinished business of stuff that I did not finish in 2023 that I brought into 2024. And I looked at that and I'm like, man, that's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. And the the specific one I want to bring up has to deal with our my, my friend, because I'm the only one who's actually met him, but Matt Johnsgaard. Yeah. When I went out to see him last April in Arkansas, I offered to take some photos of his son as a way of saying thank you and to kind of pay him for letting me stay with him and the whole experience and everything. 
I was like, hey, dude, I'd be happy to take some photos of your little boy, Grant, you know, and give those to you guys and, you know, just repay you for all this. And, you know, so I did that. I never edited those photos. You a horrible friend. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> and seriously, though, I mean, who am I to do that? Yeah. I mean, this is my this is my good friend here. Yeah. And I waited eight months. Yeah. To to really get a kick in the butt and be like, man, I actually need to do this. Yeah. And so I took some time this month, uh, two weeks ago maybe, edited all this up, put in a collection, sent it to him, and I literally said in there like, I had you know some unfinished business I need to take care of, and I want to make sure that I start this year with a clean slate with you. And he kind of got freaked out by that. And he's like, what? We have beef or something? I was like, no. It's like, but I owed you. And like, I had a responsibility, an obligation to do this for you because mm-hmm. I said I would. Mm-hmm. And as a friend, I need to live up to that. Yeah. You know? And it's important with all these different things that we understand that if we're going to take on projects, anything like that, we we should try to finish them and see them through. Yeah. Um, you know, this is again, how we've gotten to where we are with Bushwhackers. We had this idea for a project of what we could build Mm -hmm. at some point. And we're still building towards the final thing. There'll never be a final product, but we're slowly building on what we say we're going to do. And for the most part, we've come through with everything that we said we were going to do so far. Um, you know, and like, it's important to do because that shows people like what kind of person you are, that you live up to your word. And that's a very important quality to have with other people. So they know they can trust you. Yeah, I think that's a big reason why we've been able to build a decent community mm-hmm. with what we've done with Bushwhackers because I, I'd i like to think that people know that they can trust us. Yeah, yeah. If we say we're going to do something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. And, and whether that's obligations or responsibilities they have in relationships with work, with what you're trying to do with you know, your craft online, like... Do it. See it through. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the whole idea, idea of having discipline yeah. and following up with the things that you say you're going to do. Yeah. It's so much, so much more fulfilling, too. Um, you know, when you follow through on something and you complete it to its fullest. Yeah. So. And I'll tell you what, too. Like, you see other people who do this and they do a good job of it. There's almost nothing more respectable yeah. about people than that quality is that they actually will, you know, finish what they start. Mm-hmm. And it's something you should try to do as well. You know, um, and again, you only have so much time to actually do this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I could have waited and waited to do this for Matt, but God forbid something happened and now I can't do that. I mean, I wouldn't want to say I'd go to my grave with that, but like, I owed him that. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I, I don't want to leave that, that going on any longer. Yeah. So I did it. And there's a couple of things that are not as big of that, mm-hmm. in my mind at least. Yeah. One was just finish a book I started, but... But there's things like that that I think you can really look at in your life and say, you know what? I'm going to do it. Yeah. What unfinished business do you have from I'll, last year? Yeah, I like that. I like that. You know, obviously we're a, a, over a month into 2024 already, but I like that idea of approaching the new year with, you know, what unfinished business do I have from last year that I need to resolve for this year. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a talk cool about concept. talk about New Year's resolutions. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing better than actually looking back at what you tried to do last year that you either failed on, that you didn't complete, whatever it may be. And you say, you know what? I'm taking care of it. Yeah. I'm getting it done. Yeah. And whether you do that now in January or in February, or you just realize off in August, you're like, you know what? I got this thing I need to take care of mm-hmm. finally. Get it done. And you're going to be a better person for it. Yeah. And, and people are going to see that too. Yeah. Because no, they see like you taking yeah. control of your life. Yeah. So, I like that a lot. That was the second quote I wanted to share. Again, this book is full of stuff like this. There's a reason this is like my book. Yeah. Because the whole thing is just littered with great wisdom. Yeah. From a man who lived almost 2,000 years ago. Yeah. And it's amazing that this stuff still applies to what we're talking about today. I mean, we're talking about social media. Marcus Aurelius didn't have Instagram. No. He wasn't He wasn't tweeting about his wars he was winning. <laughs> You know, if he, he was, did, it would have been great tweets yeah, or X's. Probably. <laughs> but he's just he's just living life and trying to be a better person in the moment. Yeah. While trying to manage the Roman Empire. That is I mean, a lot harder than anything we're doing. Yeah. Very yeah. much so. Yeah. He's not running some little flimsy podcast, you know. Yeah. He's controlling the world. 
With a shoddy producer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, to me, it's just a cool thing to see because, again, there's so much in here that you can take away from, even though it's 2024. Yeah. And this was written, you know, 2,000 years ago. Yeah. I do want to, on that last note, not to go off on too much of a tangent, but just one thing that I was thinking about as we were talking about that, um, just as one final little thing before we move on, but, um, you know, thinking about how short our time is here on earth and you know thinking about all these things that we want to do uh, i i want to make sure that we don't forget that that also includes um or that that doesn't just include like oh i want to travel or i want to do all these cool things because like not to bring too much of a, a christian las background in here but do like it. you know like we believe that you know we're on here on earth to learn and to better ourselves and to become the best people that we can be obviously there's a uh you know, trying to be more like Jesus Christ component to that. And, you know, um, but that is why we're here on earth, you know, is to live our life lives to its full potential, you know, to learn everything we possibly can do everything that we possibly can and just become the best that we can possibly be. So, yeah. And again, like we said, it's, you only got so much time. You yeah. gotta make the most of it. Yeah. I mean, if yeah. you're not going to start now, when are you going to start? Exactly. You know, there's a lot of things you'd be doing, a lot of things you'd be ways you'd be bettering yourself. You got to start at some point, and there's no better time than today. Yeah. So get after it. Be disciplined. Get stuff done. Whatever you want to do in your life, start doing it. Do it. So. Number three. Third quote for today. Last one we're going to do is uh, comes from book 12. So near the very end of the book. And this one definitely applies to some things we deal with today. So that'll be fun. This one says, it never ceases to amaze me. We all love ourselves more than other people, but care more about their opinion than our own. And, um, it's a great quote. Yeah. <laughs> and this is something that I have really tried to, to live by because there's an idea that's wrapped up in this, that there's going to be everyone talking and criticizing you for what you do. Mm-hmm. And it is actually a really good thing to not listen to the people, give in to the people whose opinions and lifestyles you don't respect. You know, this is, this is one thing that about me, for those who may not know, I don't drink, I don't smoke. Mm-hmm. I basically don't have partake, partake in any of the vices. Mm-hmm. I'm not religious and not LDS like a lot of people think coffee I don't do coffee like yeah. I don't I basically a Mormon stereotype but but you're not Mormon, but I'm yeah. not Mormon yeah very confusing to some yeah, people but yeah um, <laughs> when I first met you you're like oh I don't I was like oh he's probably he's one of us he's probably Mormon no, yeah no nope. not but whenever I see people who partake in these things they drink they smoke whatever have you I always look and I'm like and you want me to get involved with that too yeah why yeah you know it's it's one of those things that and it doesn't have to be those things it could be anything but why are you going to listen to people who you don't truly respect yeah you know because you are trying to live your life the way you want to and this gets back to the idea of sticking to your principles and, and knowing what you stand for and the way that you want to live mm-hmm. if you have an idea of of your path and what is good what is true, what is right, live that way. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. You know, if there is someone who you respect and you trust, who's giving you some feedback that's different than how you've been living, listen to them. Listen, yeah. Take that into consideration. Absolutely. And adapt. Yeah. But the example I'll bring in with social media, this mindless, faceless, nameless crowd that we engage with on a regular basis they say something bad about you or they crit- they criticize you for one of your behaviors or something well who cares yeah because again if if again my example if i don't drink and someone who does drinks like yo you're kind of lame for not drinking okay yeah. then i guess i'm lame yeah yeah right yeah because it's fine to be lame because you've never convinced me no one has ever convinced me to pick up drinking. Yeah. That's one thing that I think is really funny about, 
you know, some of the stuff with like substance abuse, you know, it, not saying that like if you drink that you're abusing it, but like people who drink, people who smoke, things like that. Everybody knows that th- those behaviors are, are destructive, you know, to a point, you know, no Absolutely. matter, no matter how much you do it, you know, and I'm not saying you can't or you, you can't do what you want or whatever, like you can obviously, but everybody knows that those behaviors are destructive to a point. And for people to cast judgment on others for not participating in that is always been something that's really bizarre to me. I mean, I've, I've had, as I would, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely assuming, I'm sure you have as well, but I've had tons of experiences where I've had people, you know, offer me, you know, to, to have a drink or to smoke or anything like that, offer me a, a cigarette or, you know, I was in the army for, you know, for a long time. And I had a lot of people offer me things and I was like, no, and eventually, you know, some people kind of give you crap for it, but then eventually people start to respect you for it. Yeah. You know, eventually people are like, no, that guy doesn't drink, you know, and don't offer him anything because that's what he doesn't do that. You know, that's fine. It's great. So. Yeah. And, and there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. You only gain the respect of the people of those people or if, they, if they're good people, you and, only gain their respect. And, and, and I think the main thing to realize with this is we're not necessarily concerned so much about the respect of others, but the respect from yourself. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you believe in something, you know, to this degree, you should live that way because you control your own destiny. You Mm -hmm. control the direction of your life. And if you want to give in to peer pressure this easily and just totally give up everything you believe in, Mm -hmm. because someone said it's, you're not cool because you don't do something. And we're, this doesn't have to be just with substance abuse. Yeah. It could be a Any, lot of other literally things. Yes. Yeah. Substance abuse is just the, the easy example. You know, if you want to give in to peer pressure for this reason, you're going to look back on this one day and you're probably going to regret it. Yeah. And I'll tell you right now, that's going to be a worse pain than anything else you've ever dealt with. Yeah. Because you know you could have been better in that moment in your life. And that's something you want to consider. Yeah. I think when I look back on my life, one of the things that I'm proudest of is that I've never been one who, you know, falls into peer pressure. It's, it's something I've never struggled with. I generally just don't, I don't know. I don't care what other other people think, you know, like I have my morals, I have my values, I'm going to stick by those. And if people are going to cast judgment about that, that's fine. That's on them. And I've, I've never really struggled with that. Luckily that's, you know, that's, that's personally me. Um, in fact, it's kind of funny. I saw a, uh, um, a little meme the other day. It was talking about, have you ever watched, have you watched Game of Thrones? No. Okay. Neither have I. So I saw this, this meme that was talking about like people who never watched Game of Thrones are the strongest people out there because they never fell into the peer pressure watching that show because everybody was talking about that show when it was coming out. Yeah. You know, everybody was always talking about Game of Thrones and there was a lot of pressure to watch that show. I don't know. I I never did. I never never cared to. I would imagine you never cared to either. So, but I just thought it was kind of funny. And I'm always like, yeah, that is that is me. You know, like I'm not usually one to to tout my uh um you know my 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 strengths and what you know go out and be like, oh, I'm this super strong person. But I do know, and I am proud of the fact that I am not one to really fall to peer pressure. Yeah. So and and you're the same way. Yeah, that's a great quality. People have tried. Yeah. I mean, a lot of my old friends back in Indiana, they've tried a lot. Yeah. And I've always, no, it's not going to happen. You can try as much as you want. But it's it's a good thing, you know? And I think another great way we can tie this into regular life for a lot of people is the impact that social media has. And maybe in our context, specifically with our work and our craft. Mm-hmm. You know, because again, all this stuff we talk about today, it applies to life, but it's also just like specifically with photography or whatever thing you enjoy doing. Because mm-hmm. there's going to be people out there that criticize your stuff. You know, we can sit around and, and read all the negative comments on our work, on things that we post, and we'd be like, wow, like maybe I should change this up. And it's mm-hmm. like, hold up. You literally don't know these people. Yeah. You know, like why are you going to just listen to them all of a sudden yeah you're not going to trust your own compass to know where you're going like this is one thing like i've always been fairly secure in my photography and i've rarely asked other people for opinions Mm -hmm. on like what do you think of this like should i change anything here i just 
yeah, I like this and I'm going to post it. Yeah. You know, and sure, I've made mistakes. There's <laughs> been some bad ones. But like for the most part, I just, I feel good about it. Yeah. I don't need validation or anything else from other people to know that I'm going in the direction that I want to go. Mm-hmm. You know, and not everyone's like that. You know, maybe I'm lucky yeah. to be like that. But in the reverse sense as well, you can find people who you do respect. Yeah. And go to them for their opinions because you can trust them. And we've talked about it before in the podcast, but this is a big reason why you and me are where we're at is because we lived together for a while and we've obviously been connected through photography the entire time. Mm -hmm. But you and me have a great deal of respect for each other's work Mm -hmm. and our knowledge and our craft. And if we go to each other and we get a little bit of criticism, you know, something, how you could change a photo, we're going to take that into much greater consideration than from some rando online. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'd be like, okay, well, if Chandler says this and he's a phenomenal photographer, professional, maybe he's right. Yeah. And maybe I should look into something here. But if you're just going to take Joe Schmo who just said, wow, this sucks. Yeah. On your photo. Now, again, also mm-hmm. social media is not really a place that people do that. They generally say fire. Fire, banger. But, <laughs> but if you're going to take all these kind of criticisms to heart without knowing these people and knowing if they're even people you should be listening to, mm-hmm. you're doing the wrong thing. Yeah. And you got to trust yourself. You got to trust the people around you, you know, to, to help get you to where you want to go. Yeah. It is important too to, you know, have the, uh, I don't know, I guess self-awareness to know that like if, if somebody who is random gives you a bit of critique, you know, look at what they're critiquing and be like, is this valid? You know, like for example, we had, or I put out a, uh, when was this? I put out a video, um, probably six, seven months ago. It was a tutorial video on YouTube and I just put it out, whatever. I had some guy comment on it. He's like, I like the video. I like the, uh, the, the tutorial. He's like, but the music was just a little too loud for me. It was kind of obnoxious. And I was like, that's fair. You know? And I, I went back and I watched it and I was like, that is a, that's a good critique. Cause I actually agree with that. You know, there, there's things like that where that happens. Yeah. But you know, you just have to be self-aware and self-evaluate. Yeah. And I think social media feeds into the problem even worse is because like I mentioned, a lot of times people on social media just saying, what a great photo. Yeah. Awesome yeah. set. Clean. It's like, you're just going to cycle through all the same comments, mm-hmm. everyone's posts. Yeah. Like that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like yeah. that's meaningless. It doesn't help anyone. Yeah. You know? And it's just one of these things like you have to really know what you're about, what you're trying to do and, and who you're surrounding yourself with. That's going to help better you Mm -hmm. because if you give up your own moral compass, your direction, you're giving that control to everyone else and you're going to find yourself in a place you don't want to be in. Yeah. And you're not gonna be proud of that. Yeah. So you gotta stick to your guns. I agree. You know, just like you have not wavered in your opinion of Mesa Arch. Exactly. That's a great example. It really is. Honestly, I mean, that was kind of a joke, but it is really true. Like, we've been making this Maze of Arts joke for two years now. It just sucks. You have not once budged on that opinion, and it's quite impressive. It sucks. I gotta say. I mean, it's (laughs) it's easy to do so when it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. All these jokes about it, and it still ended up on our table. I I don't know how that happened. I did not approve that. It was infiltration. Let's let's set the record clear. I did not approve that. That was sprung on me last minute. (laughs) Under under the guise that I would like it. Yep, yep. I mean, how pathetic is that? It was a trap. Seriously. It's a trap. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) I do know that Star Wars reference. It's a trap. It's about time. We said a Star Wars reference on the show, I don't know, two weeks ago, and Beto's took a long time to get it yeah i did my, long, co- my I, co-worker ended up saying it two or three weeks later yeah i mean I was like, oh yeah it was the a lightning bolt far too long he texted <laughs> us in the middle of the day he's like i got it They're like oh <laughs> nice about time yeah yes. like a month ago <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know i just thought um i thought an episode like this was, was good and warranted because a lot of people don't know this is a big part of my life, mm-hmm. uh, especially going up to this point before I moved to Utah. And you do have to be stoic living in the Midwest. You do a little bit. Yeah. It hardens you yeah. <laughs> in many ways. But I so say every person I've ever met, for the most part, from the Midwest has always been, whether they're doing it intentionally or not, they've always been 
a little bit more stoic to a point, and it's, it's yeah. We'll kind try of a winter out there, and you'll find out <laughs> <Yeah>. why. <laughs> you, you, Have you ever shoveled your driveway in minus thirty? <laughs> no, and I don't want to. I, you guys are a different freaking breed out there. Yeah, we're so, proud of that. Yeah, it's no wonder you guys are so arrogant. Yeah, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I I was in the right headspace now because I just was reading a book called The Attributes by Rich Divini. And there's stuff from that book I want to try to bring into the show at some point as well in the future that will really tie in, especially to social media. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I was just kind of – I realized, Mike, you know, I think I'm ready to do an episode like this. And no better book to start than this one because this is, again, it's kind of like my Bible. It's the one I go back to. If I need some inspiration, some help, I just go find Marcus and I take in his wisdom. Yeah. He's a good man. Papa Marcus is a good guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Wish I could meet him. Yeah. I think he would have been a, a real bushwhacker. I, I think he was. Yeah, yeah, he probably was. I mean, they didn't yeah. have a lot of amenities and stuff back in the old days. He's so. probably yeah. a realer bushwhacker. I mean, we he was in war, so yeah, that's true. He's yeah. probably killed a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's one of my favorite books, and kind of no way to really slowly transition this. But this is also going to be our table item for the day. Yeah. So if you're listening at home, every episode we add an item to the back of the table. Uh, just to, you know, have a little fun and kind of memories for the whole time we've been recording. And so today we're going to add this book because I have multiple copies, so I don't need it. But uh, there's a lot more to get out of this book. And I I recommend to everyone, I've lent it to you. Mm-hmm. I will lend one to you if you'd like it. Okay. Um, that's that's next on my, my list. I'm, I'm getting through the Jocko books right now that you lent me. Yeah, so. Jocko's yeah. a good one too. Yeah. There's a lot of good ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I feel but, like we have a book lending triangle because you have my desert solitaire that I've had oh. for like a year, which is yeah. probably unfinished business. So we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> but well, it's uh, not. You can't really call it a triangle because I haven't lent books to either one of you. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. have Do you even books. own books. Yeah. He, he owns my books. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he showed exactly. me the stack. Yeah. 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 But uh, but yeah, I I'll give you a book of Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. But yeah, this is one of the books I recommend to basically everyone. I just I think it's it's great. There's a lot of good stuff you can pull from here. I think it's easy enough to read for everyone. Yeah. But um, yeah, just means a lot to me, and I think it'll be a good addition to the table for for what it is. I yeah. like the little library that we've yeah, it's we've good. Yeah. Built yeah. It's up good. So I mean, far. I could fill up this whole freaking wall if we want, yeah. but uh, we won't do that. I mean, I think Calvin and Hobbes just ties it all together. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. 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 We have Calvin Hobbes, a rock climb book, and then Marcus Aurelius. I mean, what else do you need in life? That's yeah. it. That's literally it. Yeah. So. But yeah. So that's that's what we got for today. Again, I thought it was just maybe a good time for this episode. I was ready for it. I built up the courage for it. One of the virtues in Stoicism, by the mm-hmm. way. A lot you can learn. But uh, yeah, I think that's all we got for this episode. Any last words, guys? Be stoic. Memento mori. I've got nothing. Okay. What is what does this say? The... Ichigo ichi. That's Japanese. That's not stoicism. No, but what does it mean? It means every moment only happens once, so, more or less. Exactly. So it tie. That is stoicism. It, to it, a point. it does tie in. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a lot of things. Not to get into stoicism, but a lot of things <laughs> that we talk about in life, they are. Pretty much so tied to Stoic philosophy. Yep. So I recommend diving in. And if you need recommendations and want help learning more about it, hit me up. Happy to do so. So. Yep. Okay. That's all we got, guys. Seize the day. Another good Stoic term there. Seize it. Bye. Bye. <laughs>